welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast for our Friday edition for week two of the conference finals. Today's date, May 26th of 2023. Quick disclaimer, I very uh, I made a foolish error. I started recording this episode about 10 minutes ago, um, got a few minutes in and then realized that I was not actually recording because my microphone was not on. Um, so a bit of a goof. Hopefully I don't uh, you know, let that affect the show. I didn't get too far, as I said, but I think we're good. Um, yeah, I'm your host, Karsten. First of all, welcome to the show or welcome back to the show. Um, whether you've been listening previously or uh, this is your first time tuning in, both ways, we appreciate your support and uh, your you know, listening to the podcast. Um, I'll take the chance right now to just plug the Instagram page, crossover across time, all one word. Uh, is the name the profile name on Instagram? We uh, it's a great companion to the podcast itself. We do our best to um, you know keep it updated. We of course share content from the show, but we also do our best to like and share content from across the NBA. So that place, that page, along with the podcast itself, those are both great ways to stay up to date with what's going on in the NBA, as well as hopefully get that historic perspective that we aim to provide on the podcast. Um, as far as the show today, it's going to be very straightforward. We'll summarize game five of the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, we'll give you any news items we have. We'll preview the weekend of games, and then uh, that'll be most of the show. But let's waste no more time. Let's dive right into it. Um, going into game five, the Heat led the series three games to one. They'd given up game four, the previous game in Miami to the Celtics. It was the, you know, prevent the sweep and, and at least get the gentleman sweep, you know, the five game series at the very minimum. So, so the Celtics did their job there. You know, it was a, it was good. Okay. We got the monkey off our back. We got a win uh, for Miami though. They were looking to, okay, well now let's actually get this series closed out on the road in Boston, but that didn't happen. The Celtics had an even stronger game than they did in game four, winning this one, one ten to 97. And, uh, bringing the series closer. Miami leads now three games to two. Uh, so two games remaining in the series. Um, and uh, the game wasn't even that close. You know, it was some late game, uh, late basket, you know, garbage time window dressing that uh, made it look a little bit closer. The Celtics really thoroughly controlled this game for the most part. Um, and, you know, the, the media talk, it kind of fits this as far as, again, it was nice for the Celtics to be able to get that game four win, but they needed to win this game five for it to really be a competitive series and for them to have a chance. Right. Um, and of course they had to win to stay alive regardless. But what I mean to say is now that there's only two games left, um, there's a greater momentum swing. There's a real feeling of, okay, there's great momentum here. Boston really has a chance to string it together versus oh well they've won one game and it's a huge road they've already taken a big chunk um next games in miami of course that is going to be a thrilling game after that one game seven would be in boston and i said that on our last episode you know if you were going to try and set it up to you know if you had to come back from three games to zero deficit a deficit like that yeah if you were to try and come back from that you would want to be that higher seed and have games five and seven at home. You know, that would be once you're in that spot, that would be the best way to get out of it and try and win the series. 
So they're set up well in that regard. Um, Game six, I think it's anyone's game at this point. Boston's built momentum. Miami's fallen off. Miami, Miami already has the leads and it's a home court game. Both are very talented teams with tremendous all-star talent. And it's going to be very exciting to see. Let's give you a little more information on this game in particular. It was really from about the midway through the first quarter onward that the Celtics really controlled it. Uh, At that point, they had jumped out to about a 15 point lead and they maintained that, you know, a little more, a little less um, throughout the rest of the game. Um, Going into the half, they were up about 16, 17 points. Uh, Largest lead was 24. That was at the very beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, They kept that separation throughout. And again, it was just some late game baskets that made it look a little bit closer, but still was a great win for Miami. uh, Their leading scorer was Duncan Robinson off the bench, 18 points for him with nine assists, four rebounds. Um, They got 16 points from Bam Adebayo, the center, Uh, eight boards, three assists, two steals, a block, but six turnovers, a little bit costly there. Uh, 15 points off the bench for Haywood Highsmith, um, with three of four from three point range. He was really a bright spot for them in the game, uh, along with two steals. And then a couple of players with 14 points each. Uh, one of them, Caleb Martin coming off the bench also with five rebounds. And then Jimmy Butler, 14 points, five rebounds, five assists and two steals. Um, and yeah, just not a lot of wealth of offense for Miami, Uh, The last couple of games, meanwhile, for Boston, all four of their double-figure scorers were also 20-plus point uh, scorers in this one. Uh, The leading scorer being Derek White, 24 points, three boards, an assist, and two steals. Uh, Next to him, Marcus Smart, 23 points, five steals, showing why he's a Defensive Player of the Year uh, last season, uh, along with three rebounds to assists. Excuse me. Uh, 21 points each for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Tatum uh, also with 11 assists, eight rebounds, and two steals. Jalen Brown with two boards, two assists, and three steals. Um, So pretty well-balanced game. You know, Malcolm Brogdon still no points off the bench. He has struggled very much in this series. He could be an X-factor going into game six and game seven. Um, But the Celtics have really responded. They've defended much better. They're getting the offense, you know, they're, it, there's, they're not forcing things as much. They're in a better rhythm and Miami's just kind of lost a lot of their offensive output, or at least it's not as potent as it has been in the past. As far as, you know, it's, it's spread out and there's multiple guys getting, you know, closer to 20 points, you know, Butler gets a 30 point game and Adebayo gets close to 20 and Caleb Martin gets close to 20. Lowry gets close to 20. I mean, Lowry only had five points on the game. They still got some nice scoring contributions, but just not quite enough to match what Boston was able to do as a team, and especially as a starting lineup. So again, game six is going to be super exciting to watch, um, and we'll give you the uh, the preview on times and everything for that in just a moment. But, uh, but yeah, game five, that was it. And game six... Um, you know, I haven't done a, a terribly great job of being able to catch all of these games in full, but I will tell you this. I would really, really like to be able to catch as much of that game as possible. Um, <clears throat> a little bit of a work conflict there. We'll see what we can do to to work that into the schedule, if we want to put it that way. But uh, 
that's it for that game. And that's our only game summary, of course. As far as key news, there's really only one item that's kind of worth talking about, an interesting one. Uh, NBA, former NBA MVP, uh, all-star, you know, one of the greats, Carl Malone. Uh, he nets, uh, well, this is the headline. Carl Malone nets $5 million from his 1992 Dream Team collection. That's the ESPN headline. Basically, uh, clarify a little more. Uh, Carl Malone ha- has auctioned off, or he did auction off, 24 unique items relating to that 1992 uh, USA Olympic basketball team, men's basketball team, of course, also known as the Dream Team. Um, and the total amount collected from those auctions was about $5 million. Um and the collection was mainly jerseys and sneakers. Um, the biggest chunk of that came from the auctioning of Michael Jordan's number nine jersey, the home, the white home jersey. Um, and it's signed, you know, by Michael Jordan to Carl Malone. That one alone auctioned for just a little more than $3 million. Remarkable. Um, the sneakers from uh, the 92 Tournament of the Americas which was a pre-Olympic event uh, that was sold for $420,000. There's a collection of other items, a uh, Larry Bird jersey for $360,000 sold, um, some Bird sneakers, about $91,000. Um, let's see. Yeah, uh, a Magic Johnson jersey sold for $336,000. Charles Barkley jersey, David Robinson jersey, Clyde Drexler, uh, a bunch. And so again, the total amount, $5 million, pretty crazy, you know, and um, what a piece of history to be able to have that um, kind of an item remarkable. But um, again, that's really it for key news. Um, We're kind of blazing through this real quick before I move on to the previews. There's one other thing that I wanted to touch on. It was a great piece I saw that was related. It was on the NBA's website related to the Celtics heat series because of course now the eyes are on oh could the celtics try and come back from a 3-0 deficit and that's what it's been on for the last uh, few days of course um but there are 15 teams that have forced a game six in a best of seven playoff series after starting off the series with a 3-0 deficit um a couple of those in the first several years of the nba when it was the known as the BAA, the Basketball Association of America. Uh, Washington Capitals trailed in both of those, one to the Chicago Stags, one to the Minneapolis Lakers. In both of those, they lost in six games. Um, And there's a lot of these. It's interesting to comb through. uh, 51 NBA Finals, New York trailed the Rochester Royals 3-0, and then they lost in seven. 62 Detroit and the Lakers and then you have to jump all the way to 1994 to see it again and I think a lot of it has to do with the way the NBA restructured a lot of the playoff formatting um potentially and maybe they there just wasn't as many you know leads and I, I don't know your guess is as good as mine 1994 Western Conference semifinals the Nuggets trailed the Utah Jazz 3-0 and lost in seven um so there's any number of these. There was one last year with the Eastern Conference first round, the Raptors and the Sixers. Uh, the Sixers had a 3-0 lead. Raptors forced a game six, but then lost uh, game six. Um, 
And so, yeah, there's a bunch of these. Most of them lost in six. The handful of lost in seven. We mentioned the 51 finals, the 94 Western Conference semifinals. The only other one would be in the 2003 Western Conference first round. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers trailed the Dallas Mavericks 3-0 and then lost in seven. So they had a chance to, they were the, the last closest you could say that had a chance to break that 3-0 mark. And now the Celtics have a decent chance to be able to try and pull that off, at least force the game seven. So that'll be very interesting to see, of course, very interesting to watch for. Um, <clears throat> that being said, let's jump into our game previews. And it's really just a couple games. Firstly, tomorrow on Saturday, TNT at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, game six in Miami, the eight seed Heat, who have the three to two series lead, host the number two seed Boston Celtics. And uh, this is the game that, you know, Miami, of course, they've they've been in position to close the series out for a couple games. This is the one where you kind of really have, okay, this has got to be the one. This is one we want to win. We're back at home court. We're not going to squander it again. If the Celtics win this one, that is going to be one heck of a game seven. And if we do have a game seven, it'll be on Monday on TNT also at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But it will be in Boston where those two seed Celtics will host the eight seed Miami Heat. And it would be a 3-3 series tie at that point. That's where we'd be. Um, and then, of course, whether the series ends Saturday or Monday, no matter who wins, the finals would then be later in the week next week. So that's what we're looking at with the uh, the remaining games in the Eastern Conference Finals. There's your schedule, your times, your channel. And uh, I think we're all going to be tuning in. Very exciting stuff. And that's really it. Let me just go ahead and give you our This Day in History fact and wrap things up. Uh, for today's fact, we're going back to May 26th, uh, of 1987. So we're going back, ooh, about 35 years, 36 years, somewhere in that range. Um, but May 26th of 1987, Boston's Larry Bird stole an inbounds pass from Detroit's Isaiah Thomas and fed over his shoulder to a cutting Dennis Johnson for the winning basket as the Celtics pulled out an improbable 108 to 107 win over Detroit in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals. One of the all-time memorable uh, plays in NBA history. Johnny Most, the legendary Celtics radio commentator. Um, oh, I'm trying to think, and I, I couldn't even do anywhere close to an impression, but I can hear the call in my head. He's one of those commentators that you can always hear, but that moment I can hear it and I can see the play. Bird grabbing it and he's right on the baseline kind of slowly leaning he's going to maybe fall out of bounds just kind of casually turns turns his head and and throws it back to to Dennis Johnson Dennis Johnson gets a nice little inside reverse layup and uh everyone's stunned incredulous it had gone from you know the the play prior Larry Bird drove inside, got blocked, and ball went off of a Celtic player, whether it was him or someone else. And Detroit had the ball. They had the lead. They had a chance to win that game and and put themselves in a great position to try and win that series, to get over the hump, try and get to their first ever NBA Finals. And then, you know, Larry Bird, one of the all-time greats, 
as was Isaiah Thomas, of course. But I mean, Bird, phenomenal. He just he just knew how to play the game and came up with one of the perfect clutch plays that you could ever come up with. So great moment. I recommend looking it up if you haven't ever seen it, or at least you know, oh, do I know what play that is? You look it up, and then you'll probably say, oh, I I have seen this. You know, I remember that. That's a a great moment. But Again, that's really it for our show. Thank you all again for listening. Of course, check out the Instagram page that we mentioned earlier. We'd really appreciate it. We'll be back on Monday to either, um, well, later Monday night. So either way, we're going to be, you know, the series should be over, whether it ended Saturday or when it ended just before we do that Monday podcast. Either way, the series will be over. We'll get be getting you your um or at least be preparing to do that finals preview and what that will look like um so so that'll be interesting but uh we'll be back on monday i think we should have wyatt for that show again the last time we didn't have him on i just simply uh failed to reach out to him so uh my bad there but we'll be back on monday thanks again for listening and uh we'll hope to have you back on then 